Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Good to have you with me today as we continue our examination of the Gospel of John. You know, in the last episode, we saw that Pilate was even more afraid. We're in John chapter 19. And he was even more afraid because he was dealing with Jesus. And the Jews had just told him, hey, we've got a law. And according to our law, he must die because he's made himself to be the son of God. They wanted uh, Pilate to crucify, to kill Jesus. And they had said, well, we don't have any power to kill him. What according to their law they did. According to the law of the Lord, they had power to kill somebody because of blasphemy. But they didn't have power to kill somebody because of blasphemy in the eyes of the political government of the day, of Rome. So they were trying to have it both ways, and trying to get Rome to kill Jesus, to get him out of the way. Pilate realized what was going on, and when they said that he ought to die because he made himself out to be the Son of God, or made himself the son of God. He was terrified over this. So watch what he did. Verse 9 of John 19. He, that's Pilate, entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? Now he'd already been talking with Jesus, and Jesus had told him that, No, my kingdom is not of this realm. If my kingdom had been of this realm, then my servants would be here right now trying to set me free. But the unstated truth was they're not here trying to set me free, so my kingdom is not of this realm. So now Pilate's wondering, well, so he gets asking point blank, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Now, Jesus had been talking with him, but now he gives him no answer. Pilate said to him, verse 10, you will not speak to me? Do you not know I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? So Pilate goes the way of the world, particularly the way of worldly leadership and the way of political leadership. He's not getting what he wants, so now he's getting all uh, upset. He's getting blustery. He's going to throw down his authority and his power. And he says, oh, you won't speak to me. Don't you know that I have authority? You know, we all encounter that day in and day out. If someone has to sit there and tell you about their position and has to tell you about their authority, you know, they have no position, they have no authority. They may have it on paper, but they're having to threaten you with that. I've actually had that from a pastoral realm. I've had people say, well, I'm the pastor of this church. And I'm going, dude, you know, if you're having to act that way and say it that way to get something done in the way you want to do it in the fleshly, soulish realm, you've already lost it, you know? And that's what was happening here. So he says, I have the authority to release you. I have the authority to crucify you. Jesus just looks at him, verse 11, and Jesus says this. You would have no authority over me at all unless it has been given you from above. So Jesus is not arguing against the fact that he has political authority. He, has, he does. He has authority within the political realm, within the world, uh, to release him. He has authority to crucify him. That's the whole point, the reason he's dealing with it. <coughs> but Jesus says, no, no. You don't have any authority of any kind over me, except for the fact that it was given to you from above. From above, don't you know that that rang within Pilate's spirit for for the balance of his life? So Jesus continues, therefore, 
he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Okay, Pilate was sharing with a sin right here, okay? But he says, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Now, of course, there's great debate over who is the one who handed uh, me over to you. Who is that? Well, and there's really two schools of thought, and both can be completely supported by the Scripture. Uh, obviously, Judas. Okay, Judas is the easy one to pick uh, pick at and pick up. But also probably the Jewish leadership that had manipulated Judas and got Judas to do all that, and that had brought Jesus to Pilate. Because, see, Judas just handed him over to the Jewish leadership. It was Jewish leadership that brought him before Pilate. So verse 12, from then on, Pilate sought to release him. See, Pilate had already told him, told the people, I find no guilt within him. He told the Jewish leadership, I find no guilt. Here, behold the man. I've had him beat. I've mocked him, made fun of him, but he's not guilty of anything. Okay? Now, Pilate is actively seeking to release him. But still, as we know, at the balance of the rest of the story, okay, he did not uh, do it to the point to where it would cause him any harm, he thought. Okay? In other words, he's trying to play both ends against the middle. So Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So now the uh, Jewish leadership and the Jews are crying out. Remember, it's a leadership that was, that was initiating the cry, you know, crucifying, crucifying, crucifying. They were the ones doing that. And then the mob just joins in. They turned the politics up on Pilate. If you release this man, then you're not Caesar's friend. In other words, if you do this, then we're going to be let it known in Rome that you have released a guy who declares that he's the king of the Jews, not Caesar. Well, you can imagine the political turmoil that would come up with this. But just in case you can't imagine it, they say it. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So you're actually, this is what they're saying to Pilate, you're going to release someone who is in forthright opposition to Caesar. So verse 13, when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement and in Aramaic, Agabatha. Now, it was the day of preparation of the Passover. You know, that phrase right there is so, so important. So Pilate comes out, he sits down, and he's sitting in the judgment seat, a place where he would judge from, where he would speak, ex cathedra, you know, from the throne type of thing. And he's sitting there. Then for a moment, we are reminded of what day it was. And all the Gospels say this in some form or fashion. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. And I know I've made a big deal about this repeatedly, but I think it bears uh, uh, repeating. Okay? That Jesus did not share in the Passover meal proper in the way that so many people interpret the Scripture today. The reason I think that's such a, a problem in understanding is it shows the laziness of the body of Christ and, and rightly and correctly and accurately handling the word of truth. And I think the world picks up on this kind of stuff. And literally, uh, just sort of says by default, by, with their feet and sometimes with their words, that, you know, if you can't handle the truth and tell me what the truth is on a little thing like this, why should I believe you on the major thing that Jesus is the Son of God, Messiah, who died for me? It's just really important to handle the word of truth accurately and correctly. 
And we're told throughout these little hints. Now, it was the day of preparation for the Passover. The Passover lamb would be sacrificed later that day, the 14th day in the sun. Verse 14 continues. It was about the sixth hour. Now, this is the sixth hour Roman time. Roman time started at midnight. The Hebrew time started at 6 p.m. in the afternoon when the sun went down. So Pilate says to the Jew, behold, your king. See, before he said, behold the man. But now he's saying what? Behold your king. Pilate is put out with him. He is mad with him. He's upset with him. He wants to set him free. But they have entrapped him. So he's saying, hey, okay, well, here's your king. He says he's the son of God. He says he's the king. You say that he's saying he's the king. Here's your king. Well, that just inflamed them even more. Our last verse for the day, verse 15. They cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. All of this was leading up to the point to where the leadership of the Jewish people, the leadership of Israel, rejected the Most High God. They rejected the king that the Lord sent for them, and they declared that we have no other king but the king of the world. They condemned themselves repeatedly in these acts, these deeds, and these words they were speaking. Anyway, we'll continue this with the next episode, okay? I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.